This is going to be our second year on Kutisichas Chelikitas, the third Sicha for Parsha Vizchanan. This is technically the second part, but it is a standalone shear. And this year we're going to be focusing on the concept of Tosis Shabbos V'yamtiv. To give the Hemshech HaDavar, the, the first part of the Sicha was talking about the Atkamas Chacham of Bar Matzra. And we mentioned that there was a Machlokas of the Rambam and the Rashi had to learn the Mitzvah of Bar Matzra. According to Rashi, it's a concept of an anhagateva that mitzad lekeach, he is supposed to not get involved with buying this particular field since they're already neighbors. For the bar metzah, for the neighbor, it makes more sense for him to have the field together, to have all of his fields in the same place. It's not a big deal, it's not a great tirch of him to buy somewhere else. Therefore, he should not be buying this field. If he does buy the field, the Chavim Masat, and you know, bar metzah, that the bar metzah, that the bar metzah is able to remove the field from the Lekeach. According to the Rambam, we said that it's actually, the Iker Din is actually on the bar metzah himself, that the bar metzah acquires a Ksas Kinyan within the field, and because of that Ksas Kinyan, he has the rights to buy the field first. If it's sold to somebody else, he's able to take it away from the Lekeach. So in other words, and this is what's going to be relevant, for the union of Taisa Shabbos. According to Rashi, the connection of the neighbors is something which is just, an, is, is just a connection. It's an external type of connection. It's a connection which just affects each other's hanhaga. That because we have fields which are next to each other, therefore, it should be sold to you first. You don't have any rights to the field. It's just that it should. This is the proper thing to do, that it should be sold to you first. And if it's not sold to you first and someone else buys it, the Chachamim will remove it for the Lekeich and make sure he does the right thing by giving it to the Bar Metzra. Masha'inkin, according to the Rabbim, having these two fields together is actually a panemiastic connection. That since I have a field which is next to your field, that actually gives me a certain Kenyan, a Ksas Kenyan within your field itself. So it's not just that we have to conduct an act with each other in a particular way, but rather I actually even have certain rights within your field itself. So there's a panemiastic connection. So this idea of having uh, of shchenos that we see by makim, we also see this concept also by zman, by units of time. That there's a connection between two different different units of time. And specifically, we're, going, we're referring to the union of Taisa Shabbos V'yamtiv. Uh, the concept of Taisa Shabbos V'yamtiv is that you're supposed to add on to Shabbos uh, sometime before Shabbos starts, and you're also supposed to add on to Shabbos or Yamtiv after. So you don't make Abdullah the second Shabbos out, you're supposed to add sometime uh, afterwards. And we'd have the same machlekes here too. That if the connection between the time of Shabbos to Friday is just a chitzoniistic connection, what that means is that even though you're making a t- that because of the connection, since they're next to each other, even on Friday, you have to be moist of some type of Shabbos, but it's a connection which just makes Friday, uh, the afternoon of Friday, conduct itself in, in a certain way, which would mean not doing any malacha for a period of time before Shabbos. So the Toysus Shabbos V'yamtiv would be a Chatzayinistic connection. Since it's right before Shabbos, therefore in order to prepare for Shabbos, therefore you don't do malacha for a few minutes already from before Shabbos. So it's a Chatzayinistic connection because it's only affecting um, how you conduct yourself, that you're not doing any malacha already from a few minutes before Shabbos. Masha Enkein, according to the opinion that the Indian of Shechenus, even in Zman, has a panemistic connection, that would mean is that a concept of Taisa Shabbos for Yom because Friday is right next to Shabbos, it actually becomes part of Shabbos. 
It has the Kedusha Shabbos within it. So when you're Makabal Shabbos, a few minutes early, um, that few minutes that you're Makabal early would actually have the Kedusha of Shabbos itself. And we will, and the Nafkamim will be if you're able to make Kiddush during that time. Or are you allowed to have the Su'udas Shabbos during that time? If it's just a chitzonistic connection. And the whole purpose of stopping, of making this place the Shabbos is just that you stop doing any work. It's an Isser Malacha. So you have time to prepare for Shabbos. So then of course you can't make Kiddush. You can't do Su'udas Shabbos because it's not really Shabbos yet. It doesn't have the Kedusha Shabbos. It's just a prep, preparation relief for Shabbos. Masha'ikin, according to the opinion that it's literally Shabbos, it has the Kedusha Shabbos in Gansan, then of course you'd be able to make Kiddush and Suda. Before we get into that whole topic, that's just a, a general introduction, let's go back to the history of where this concept of Taisa Shabbos Yaptiv come from, and then we'd be able to have a much greater appreciation of the two different ways of looking at Taisa Shabbos. So the first place we find about the idea of Taisa Shabbos is actually regarding Yom Kippur. The Alter Rebbe brings in Shulchan Arch, also the Rambam, um, that on Yom Kippur, it says in the Pasuk, that you're supposed to fast on the ninth of the month. So the Gemara says, so that, does that mean you're supposed to begin fast on the ninth? The Pasuk says, no, so it says in the evening you're supposed to start fasting. So maybe you're only supposed to start fasting at night. But the Mar says, wait a second, but it also says Vatisha. So it seems like a contradiction. Are you supposed to start fasting on the night? Or are you supposed to start fasting on, uh, uh, only at nighttime? So Mar says, no, it means you're supposed to begin already B'Ajan. So already from B'Ajan, you start fasting on Friday. So you're not doing the full ninth day, but you begin sometime before the evening and your Mamshech till the end of Yom Kippur. And the Gemara also continues, since it says Me'erab ad Arab, that he also tells you that just like at the beginning, your your Moisif before Yom Kippur to the fast, also after Yom Kippur, you're also Moisif to the fast. So the Gemara says, Mekanch Mesifim Mechala Lakaidish. Amy, how do I know it's not only Beknisasai, Beknisasai Menala, Menayim? So he says Me'erab ad Arab. Amy, Ella Yom Kippur. So this is only talking about Yom Kippur. How do I know uh, Shabbos and Yom Tevin? So it says, Tishpatu. It says, How do I know a regular Shabbos? Whenever it says the concept of Shabbos, you're always going to be Moisim Mechol Al-Kaidish. So we learn from Yom Kippur, just like in Yom Kippur, there's an Indian to be Moisim Mechol Al-Kaidish. So similarly, since it says in the passage, that also applies to every Shabbos. So the Rambam brings this uh, Gemara. And he learns that regarding Yom Kippur, there's a mitzvah of starting the fast early and ending the fast somewhat late. The Alter Rebbe and most Rishayim say that this concept, bring this concept also for Shabbos and Yom Tif. That in Shabbos for Yom Tif, you're also supposed to be Mois Mechal al-Kaidish. The Rambam only brings it by Yom Kippur, but the Shulchan Aruch and most Rishayim hold that it's not just an Indian by Yom Kippur, it's also an Indian by all Yom Tif. And they say, that it's a dindur raisa. So according to Moshe Roshayim, the Indian of Taisa Shabbos, uh, Taisa uh, Shabbos is Indian der raisa. What's the, what's the halacha according to the Rambam? According to the Rambam, as we mentioned, he only brings the Indian of starting the fast, not even the Isser Siyas Malachi. He just mentioned starting the fast early and ending the fast late. What does the Rambam hold in Taisa Shabbos? So the pastures and the Rambam, it, it seems like he doesn't hold of the concept 
of Tosa Shabbos at all. So true, it's a Gemara, but he does not pass them like that. Gemara, it seems like it seems like it's a specific din by Yom Kippur, and Halakha Lamaisa, we don't have Tosa Shabbos Yom Tif by uh, Shabbos and Yom Tif. We only have it for the fast at, by Yom Kippur. Uh, that's what it seems like from the Pashas Lashon the Gemara, and that's how most of the Nisim can learn it. But the Magad Mishnah uses a Lashon of that, that according to the Ramam, there's no taste of Shabbos Yomtev, Dvar Taira, there's no Shabbos Yomtev. So some want to say, oh, why is the Magad Mishnah saying that Dvar Taira, that Midar Raisa, there's no uh, taste of Shabbos Yomtev? Because maybe the Ramam does hold of it as a Dindar Abana. The cast of Mishnah, though, is Shailo Dapshai the Magad Mishnah. He says, that's not what the Magad Mishnah is trying to say. He doesn't mean Dvar Taira, but Dvar Abana is. He's just trying to say that according to the Ramam, there is no Indian of, of, um, Shabbos and that, as I mentioned, seems to be the Papashtus Lashon of the Rambam. In the Seich Hamed, he discusses this concept about Tosus Shabbos, and he also mentions that, goes through many of the Roshayim and that it's Mashman, that's the Raisa, but he does bring certain opinions that wants to say that it's a Dindar So, and he asks, where do you find anywhere that it's a Dindar And he brings from different Achorinim, uh, the Chai Adam, and others that mention this opinion of that it's also Durabana, but he says, I don't know where they're getting it from. Saying it's a Dea Durabana, but where? Where does anybody say that it's a Din Durabana? It's mashma from everybody that it's a Duraisa. Even the Rambam doesn't mention anything. So how can you say that it's a Din Durabana? And his maskana is that the only solution he can come up with that maybe they mean that Minha Taira, you need to be most of just Ezazman, any amount of time before Shabbos or Yabdiv. Azman Nikr has to be recognizable time, so it can't be Benishmash, it has to be a recognizable while it's still day. You add some time to Shabbos. has to be recognizable that you're adding time. But more than that, would not be a derisive. So he says, maybe what they mean to see is that the, a minute or two before Shabbos would be a minhatayra. And then if you're moisif, you know, some people have a minute to moisif a half hour. Some people add an hour to Shabbos. Some people already start from Plaga Mincha. Those who start that much earlier, that would be a din derabana. That would be Tisha Shabbos, the derabana, because that you don't need to do. So that's what he wants to say that it would be. But either way, we're seeing that for sure Yom Kippur is a din deraisa, and according to Moisu Shoinim, even uh, Shabbos Yom Tov is a din deraisa, and the Rambam looks like he doesn't hold of the concept at all. But maybe we, we brought some to Kalim and said maybe according to the Rambam it would be a din derabana. So what's relevant to us is like this. According to the Halacha Lamaisa, we do hold that Tesis Shabbos Yavdif is a Dinda Raisa. So the question would be, as we mentioned earlier, this time that you're adding to Shabbos, are you allowed to make Kiddush and do Sudas Shabbos or Yamtif during that period of time. So it goes, the source of this question really is from the Gemara and Brachas Tav in the days, where the Gemara tells us that Rav were, was Matsli Shabbos for Shabbos, that Rav would daven Tefillah Shabbos on Erev Shabbos, meaning he would daven the Shabbos davening early. Then the Gemara asks, what about Kiddush? Would he make Kiddush early or not? And the Moskalas Gemara is that Rav would also even make Kiddush early. So it seems like from this Gemara that if you're allowed to daven early, if you're allowed to make Kiddush early, then clearly you're able to be Makabal Shabbos. And that period of time that you're being Makabal has the com- a complete Kedusha of Shabbos itself. That's why you're able to make Kiddush at that period of time. And Taisa says in Pesachim even more than that, Taisa tells us 
that this is not just a din by Kiddush and by Tefillah, but this would even be a din of Suda Shabbos. Because since we're able to make Kiddush at that time, that means it's Shabbos and Gansan. And therefore, you could also have the mitzvah of Kiddush, uh, mitzvah of Suda during that period of time. And he wants to say, what about on Leil Pesach? Could you do the mitzvah of Matzah? Could you do Kiddush on Leil Pesach also early? Because since if you're Makabal, Yom Tov early has the complete Kiddush of Yom Tov, so you should be able to even eat the Matzah with the Ejai. You should be able to make Kiddush, start the Seder with the Ejai. So he says, Bepayol, you can't. He says, why not? Because since it says by the carbon Pesach that you have to eat it. This night. So this night means literally at nighttime. So since the carbon Pesach has to be literal at night, and the carbon Pesach is iskish to the matzah and the mar, so therefore just like the carbon Pesach has to be literally at night, also the matzah, the mar, and all the other mitzvahs of the night have to be literally at nighttime. So we're seeing from the Taisis that the etzim, when you're Mekambal Shabbos early, or Yom Tif early, it has all the Kedusha, and you should be able to do Matzah, you would have been able to do all the Mitzvah Siyam. The only reason by Pesach you can't do the Mitzvah Siyam is just because of a side issue, that Mitzad, the Mitzvah needs to be done Belayla Mamish. So it's not an issue of the Kedusha. Mitzad, the Kedusha, you could have done Matzah after Plaga Mincha, if you're Mekambal Pesach early. It's just because you need to also have the Mitzvah of Laila. It needs to be at night, and that you cannot do. Therefore, you can't do Matzah and uh, the other Mitzvahs uh, and you have to wait till the night. But Be'etzim you could have done. So clearly, according to Taisvis and the Rosh Pashtun the same way, that all the mitzvahs, the, the Kedusha Sayyid begins already earlier, and you're able to do any of the mitzvahs already with Be'ejay. But the Ga'inim, it's brought from the, in the name of the Ga'inim, that they disagree, and they hold that when we're in Kabul Shabbos early, it's only the Indian of Isra Siyas Malacha. That you would not be able to, um, you would not be able to do kiddush and suda and all these in yanim, because it's only mitzad iser mesias malach. It does not have the kedusha shabbos. Rather, what's the purpose? The Rebbe brings from the Ramah, brings from the Rebbe that what's the purpose according to this opinion of most of shabbos alchal? The whole purpose would be just to have time to prepare. That you're not doing malacha to the very second shabbos starts, but rather you're preparing by shabbos by already stopping a little bit early, so you don't come into shabbos. In a sense, what you're still doing malacha. You wait till the last moment. You could actually, you know, be doing malacha into Shabbos. So you stop sometime earlier to prepare that you're totally finished. And when Shabbos comes in, you're already ready to go. Everything's done, and you're able to um, start the Shabbos properly with uh, with COVID, etc. Uh, and they bring that according to the second opinion. They bring from the Sefer Hasidim, the Rishal, that if you begin your meal, it says the Rishal was nay that if you the Sefer Hasidim was nay that if he would start the meal early on Friday. He would make sure to eat at least the kazais of the meal after Shabbos starts. Right. So according to the first opinion, you can have a whole meal technically do a and finish the meal even before it gets dark. According to the Sefer Hasidim, he says he was knowing that he would make sure to have at least part of the meal, at least the kazais of the meal after it already got dark. So he'd be having the suuda on Shabbos itself. And the Alter says meaning the ikers kazvarishayda, but it is to have at least a little bit of the meal. Uh, after after it gets dark. So here, we also comes to another interesting uh, uh the, the which which is brought in other chay not brought in the sicha, but also how your mekabel places Shabbos v'yamtiv. According to the opinion that it becomes Shabbos and Gansen, that it has the full kedusha of Shabbos, 
then you're supposed to be makabalit the pet. You're supposed to actually accept Shabbos upon yourself, either at least at least the but for sure the pet. Or, I mean, pet, but maybe the But you're supposed to actually accept the Shabbos upon yourself. And once you accept Shabbos upon yourself, it's Shabbos and Gansen. And you wouldn't be able to do any malachas. You wouldn't even be able to do the malachas that you could usually do bein hashmashes. We know that bein hashmashes, uh, you're able to, the diavid, you're able to do certain things about the hatmana, the the erevin. But if you're makabel shabbos with its kedusha, like a full kedusha kabbalah shabbos, you're accepting shabbos upon yourself, even if it's be'oyim, then it comes shabbos and gantz, and you can't even do those things you could do bein hashmashes. So the only time you really have that hefter doing Bein is if you're not Makabal Shabbos at all. The Bein is like a Suffolk period. Since it's a Suffolk, there are certain things that you're allowed to do. But if you're Makabal Shabbos, and that's what you're supposed to do, then it becomes Shabbos and Gansen, and you wouldn't be able to do any of those in Yom. Masha Inkin, if you're not Makabal Shabbos, uh, then, you, you, then, of course, you're not fulfilling it according to that opinion, but according to the Rashal and those others that say that the whole concept of Tesis Shabbos is Isser, Asiyas Malacha, then even if you're not Makamal Shabbos, it wouldn't matter as long as you're not actually doing, at least, at least, but the evidence wouldn't matter because at least you're not doing any Malacha Biyadai. And the Chaira, uh, many people rely on, I, I guess, on this, on, on this concept of Tesis Shabbos, uh, because, um, if because, you're supposed to be most of Shabbos Allah, uh, Shabbos every single week. So the best way to do it is, as I mentioned, at least a minute or two before Shabbos, you say, I'm going to cobble upon myself Shabbos. But what happens if Mincha goes late, Chavez, and you, you, you know, you're still in the middle of Mincha before Shabbos, you know, and it's already Ben Hashmashas, it's already Shkia, then you're able to rely, at least on the Rashad, at least according to the Rashad, you were, you, you did the, you know, taste of Shabbos because you, you stopped doing Malacha. Right, so if you come out the second before Shabbos, you turn off the car, then you would have fulfilled that Indian. But if you're in the shul and you're davening mincha, then at least according to Rishal, which is not the Iker day, but at least according to him, you'd be filling the Indian of Taisa Shabbos, which is Indian Asiyas Malacha. But of course, the Chachila, what you should be doing is, um, what's brought in Paiskim is, if mincha is going late, then you should daven Shemayn Asrei, then right after Shemayn Asrei, you makabal Shabbos. And you, even though Chazar Sashat, Elena, all these other parts might be after Shkia, but at least the main part of mincha would have been before your Makabal Shabbos. But anyways, that's just a side point, which would be connected to this, the, 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 these two inyanim, these two ways of looking at Tzayis Shabbos. Uh, another interesting uh, nafkamina would be um, regarding Shmini Hatzeres. So we know that on Shmini Hatzeres, we eat in the sukkah, but you don't make a bracha. On Hashanah Rabbah, we also eat in the sukkah, but we do make a bracha. So what happens as we mentioned, you're supposed to be makabal yom tov early. So if you're makabal shmini atzeres early, like you should, are you able to also eat in the sukkah during that time, which is early? And what would be the shaila? Because on shmini atzeres, you're not allowed to make a bracha. On a shayla you're supposed to be making a bracha. So if you makabal shmini atzeres early, and now you're starting your meal, and it's still light outside, so it's shmini atzeres on one hand. On the other hand, it's still sukkah because it's ayyayim. So what are you supposed to do? So it fits according to the two ways that we were mentioning until now. So according to the Rishal, he says that he would not start even, he would not start the meal in Shemini Yatzeris until it was Laila Mamish. So of course he would makabal it somewhat early, but he wouldn't actually start the meal until later, so he wouldn't have this particular issue. He says, because if he would start the meal early, he would have to say, Leishev uh, Basukah. 
But on the other hand, we know it's Shemini Etzer, so we see it would be Tarti Zasasri, it would be like a contradiction. You're saying Leish Basukah because it's still Hashanah Rabbah, because it's still the daytime of Hashanah Rabbah. On the other hand, you're also saying, uh, uh, you're, also, you're also saying it's Shemini Etzer, so you're making Kiddush. At the same time, you're saying Leish Basukah on the Kiddush, it seems very contradictory. While according to the Taz, the Tar argues, he says, no, once you're Mekamal Shemini Etzer, it's Shemini Etzer and Gansan, has the full Kedusha of Shemini Etzer. Therefore, you would have no obligation in a Taira to be sitting in the sukkah. This time we sit in the sukkah would just be in your minute. So of course you wouldn't say the bracha of leishev basukkah. So here we see another very interesting natamina. If you're holding that it has the complete, if you're makabal Shabbos, if you have a yomtiv early, it is yomtiv, it has all the kedusha of that yomtiv, then when you're makabal it early on Hashanah Rabbah, that means it's Shemini Yatzeris and Gansen, and therefore you should not say a bracha at that point of time because it's Shemini Yatzeris. Masha if you hold that the reason Teshah Shabbos is just the meaning of Isra Mesis Malacha, that already some period of time before yomtiv, you stop doing Malacha, but it doesn't actually have the Kedusha's Yomtev. So what does that mean? That means the Etzim, it's had the Kedusha, it still has the Kedusha of Sukkot, at least of Cholmite Sukkot. So therefore you'd still be obligated in the Mitzvah of Leishev Vesukkah, and sitting in the Sukkah. So if you would have to say the Bracha of Leishev Vesukkah, and then if you did it at the same time that you're making Kiddush or Shemini Yetzirah, it would seem like a contradiction. You're saying Kiddush, and at the same time you finish off with the Leishev Vesukkah, therefore you would have to do a Dafka after, um, a Dafka after Ragat. It became night mamish. Uh, some other interesting halachas that, that are connected to this is also Shavuos. On Shavuos, there's a shayla if you're, if you're able to be makabal Shavuos early. Because we know it's supposed to be Sheva, Shabbosais, Tamimais. You're supposed to have seven complete weeks. If you're makabal it early, that means you're not going to have seven complete weeks. So therefore the question is, are you even able, by Shavuos, are you able to have a Tesis, uh, are you able to have a Tesis Yantif, because then you're not going to have Shabbat 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 So it's a big Machlaikas, but part of the Machlaikas is relevant to what we're talking about over here. Because if you're saying that when you're a Kabul Shavuos, it's in Gansan Shavuos, then Taka, this could be an issue that would have to be resolved. You're not going to have Shabbat 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 because you're a Kabul Shavuos early. Mash Enkin, if you hold, that it's just the union of Isra Messias Malach, and then of course you can makabal Shavuos earlier. Makabal Shavuos early, but it's not the union of Isra Messias Malach. So you're not going to do Malacha, let's say from a half hour before Shavuos. But it doesn't give it the Kedusha Shavuos, so that means you'd still have the, um, the Shabbat Shabbat Shavuos, so therefore it would not be a problem to be makabal uh, Shavuos early. One other point that the Rebbe uh, brings up in Echatz uh, in, Yerubuah, uh, in, uh, in, uh, it's something that we mentioned earlier regarding Pesach, that we said that the Matzah, we said the Karim Pesach, uh, the Mara, these mitzvahs have to be done at night, Laila Mamish. And we explain the reasoning is, even if you hold that if you're Makado Pesach early, it has the Kedusha of Pesach, nonetheless, it wouldn't help for these mitzvahs because these mitzvahs have an obligation of doing it Belayla Mamish. Meaning is that these mitzvahs, it's not relevant just to union of Kedusha, that has to be yomtif, there needs to be a second condition that has to be Laila Mamish. Therefore, regardless of if it has Kedusha Shabbos or not, you'd have to, Kedusha Yomtif or not, you'd have to do it at night. So some other important halachas are also connected to this. One of them would be Svir Sa'imer. So the Shaila is, what happens if you makabal Shabbos early? If you makabal Shabbos early, could you say already Svir Sa'imer? Because since you makabal Shabbos early, you're basically saying it's nighttime. Right after Plague, it's already the next day. So could you be able to do Sphere Sa'ima? So it's Machlaikis. And Machlaikis is based, one of the 
parts of the Machlekes, I should say, is based on this factor that since Svir Sa'imer is not relevant to the point of does it have Kedusha Shabbos or not? That has nothing to do with it. Svir Sa'imer has to do that every night, the next day, the nighttime, you're supposed to start counting uh, for each day that passes in the Aymer. So regardless if it has Kedusha Shabbos or not, that has nothing to do with the Inyan of Svir Sa'imer. Svir Sa'imer is that it has to be the actual nighttime. Therefore, since if it has to be actually night, it's not nighttime according to this. So therefore, of course, you would not be able to, um, you wouldn't be able to do Svir Sa'imer. But as mentioned, Yesh Cholkin, that you could actually do Svir Sa'imer if you're Makabah Shabbos early. But again, we're not getting into the whole discussion of Svir Sa'imer. The point that I'm bringing out is that according to this Svar over here, this would want to be one of the major issues that the Paiskin that say that you can't do Svir Sa'imer early is because this that you're Shabbos early, it's just either Mitzad Isim Asiyas Malacha or it's Mitzad Inyan of Kedusha Shabbos. But it has nothing to do with that it's not it's not going to be Laila Mamish. And therefore, since Svir Sa'imer is connected with Inyan of Laila, you would have to wait till it's after Tzais. A, a similar idea we also find by a Hatsuktara by uh, Anida. That what happens if you make Shabbos early? Could she still do the Hatsuktara before Shkia, even though it's already Shabbos? So it would be based on the same idea that since the Indian Hatsuktara has nothing to do with the Kedusha Shabbos, it has to do with days. So is it nighttime or not nighttime? Since it's not literally Laila Manish, then you should be able to do, um, you, you should be able to do a Hatsuktara, but of course, Yesh Cholkin on that too. And one last point to bring up is that we mentioned that regarding Kiddush and Suda Shabbos. So we said that if you're allowed to do Kiddush and Suda Shabbos, is, 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 is dependent if Taisa Shabbos has the Kedusha of Shabbos or it's just the Indian of Asiyas, Isar Asiyas Malacha. So if that has Kedusha Shabbos, then you could do Kiddush during that period of time. If it only is an Indian of Isr Siyas Malacha, then you wouldn't be able to do Kiddush during that period of time. So I'm just going to bring up the Rambam. The Rambam holds regarding Kiddush. He says, you could do Kiddush even before Shabbos starts. So remember, according to the Rambam, he doesn't hold the Pashtas, he doesn't hold of the Indian of Taisa Shabbos at all. So he doesn't hold that, you know, Mitzad Isr Siyas Malacha or Mitzad being most of the etzim of Kedusha of Shabbos into Friday itself. He doesn't hold of the concept. But the Rambam still paskins that you're able to do Kiddush during Shabbos itself, during Friday. So the Pshat is, because according to the Rambam, the Indian of Kiddush is a different concept. It's not based on Kedusha. We've been learning that in order to do Kiddush, that's based on, do you have the Kedusha Sayyim? Because Kiddush needs to be, it's one of the Mitzvah Sayyim. And the Mitzvah Sayyim could only be done when you actually have the Kedusha Sayyim. The Rambam has a different shita. He says the Indian of Kiddush is the idea of to praise the Shabbos when it's coming in, and the Indian of Dola is to praise the Shabbos when it's leaving. So when you're praising the Shabbos when it's coming in, it could either be one Shabbos, right when Shabbos starts, or it could even be Koydin Lezman Zehmat. It could also be somewhat before the time that Shabbos starts. So according to the Rambam, even if there, it's, it's literally Friday, you could still make Kiddush a few minutes before Shabbos starts, because according to the Rambam, it has to do with Shabbat, which has to do with praise, which, uh, which is an interesting concept, not directly connected to the Sicha, but just Masat Inyan. There is this opinion that you could do Kiddush, even which has nothing to do with the Inyan of, of Toysa Shabbos Viyamti. Uh, okay, so that is the main thing that I want to discuss. But just the last part that the Rebbe explains in the Sicha is the scene of Masacha Sukkah. So the scene of Masacha Sukkah tells us, uh, tells us 
that there was a family called the Mitzvachas Bilga. That's one of the Mishmaris uh, of Kuhuna that would come to the base of Megdash. And the Mishnah tells us that they got a punishment that they would always, that, that, that when they would divide um, the Karbanis and the, when they divide the Lacham upon him, they would always get their portion in the south. Usually what happened is uh, there was always a Mishmar coming into the base of Megdash and there was a Mishmar that was leaving the base of Megdash. So the one that was coming in, on, they would come in on Shabbos and they would get the lachem upon, part of the lachem upon him and other karbanis, and they would divide it up and eat it on the north side. And the mishpah that was leaving would do it on the south. The reason why they got on the north side was because that was the more chashub side, because that's where the shechita would be taking place, because shechita's kachakachim had to be dafka in the safin of the base of Mikdash. So that was more chashub side. So to show that they're just beginning the way that they were in the north, while the other family that was leaving would always get in the south. But Bilga, they got punished that they would always be in the south, as if like they were always leaving. A second punishment that they got was that each Mishmar had a ring, had a ring. And this ring was uh, with Machlikas Rashi and, and Rambam what it was, but the Rashi says the ring was in the place where they, they would do the Shrita. And it was a ring that part of it was uh, Kavua to the ground, and the other part you could like pick up and down. So you put the head of the animal in there, then you'd take the other part of the ring and, and slide it and stick it into the ground so the animal wouldn't be able to, to, to move, and then you'd be able to shack it. But the Mishpachas Bilga, they weren't able to use that ring because they, because they got punished, they took both ends of the ring and they also they, they sealed them. So you wouldn't be able to pick up one half of the ring. One part of the ring should always be sealed, but the other one was movable, retractable, so you could take it in and out. By Mishpachas Bilga, it was always completely sealed. The Raman holds the ring was a different to Anseth, he said that they had these pillars and they'd have rings stuck into the pillar. And they would use the rings to take, after they shafted the animal, they'd hang the animal from uh, this ring. And then they were able to do, they were able to skin the animal, take up all the skin. Uh, I know they also cut it up uh, when it was attached. So most families, they had the ring that was attached to the this beam. And they would, put, you know, once they're finished, you would just push it downwards, take it flat against the the beam. And then when it was your week, you'd pick it up and then you'd hang things, you know, whatever. Masha Inke, he says, Mishmachas Bilga, since they got punished, they, they, they flattened it against the, um, the beam and it was permanently stuck there. They weren't able to pick it up to be able to hang their carbonus from it. It was permanently stuck. And the third punishment that they got was, it says that Kholayna Stuma, that each, that their, their windows were sealed. So Rashi explains that in the in the Ulam, there was a room called the Beis HaKhalifais, and each, inside that room, each Mishmar had their Kabi, and they would put the knives of the Shechita in there um, when they finished, you know, their, their job. Masha'inke, Mishpachas Bilga, that was sealed. They didn't have their own, uh, they didn't have their own window. They didn't have their own Kabi. The Ramam learns it a bit differently. He says it wasn't a Kabi that was used for the knives. He says it was actually a Kabi that was used for the Big Dekuna. That when they would finish it, you you put your big dekun into your kabis, um, and anyways, but Menachah's Bilga didn't have their own, uh, wouldn't have had their own kabi. But, so that that was what happened. These were the three punishments that Menachah's Bilga got. So the Gemara asks, why did they get punished? So the main explanation that the Gemara gives is is was the story of this this girl named Miriam Bas Bilga. That this Miriam Bas Bilga married um, a non-Jewish soldier, and then. At some point, they, when they uh, attacked the base of Mikdash and they came into the base of Mikdash and the Yidu were being slaughtered, 
So she kicked the Mizbeach and she said, Wolf, Lucas, Lucas, Wolf, Wolf, you consume the Kabbalists of the Jewish people, but when they need you, you don't, uh, in a sense, stand up for them. And because of what she said about her disrespect for the Mizbeach, uh, her whole Mishpah got punished with these three punishments. So the Mara asks, wait a sec, just because one girl does something wrong, you punish the whole family? They say, yes, of course, because what a girl says, it's because she heard it in her home. So if this was her sentiment, she obviously learned it from her parents. So the Mara says, yeah, she talking to get punished. They, they would get punished. Mara says, still, because of, you know, just because of the girl, the mother, father, therefore you punish the whole Mishmar. So the Mara says, Oy l'shein, uh, oy l'shein, uh, woe is to the Russia, oy is for the, for the neighbor. And then the Gemara finishes, but, but for the Tzaddik, it's Toiv the Tzaddik and Toiv the Shechenai. And, and it says the Pasuk, Amur Tzaddik Yitoiv Kipri Ma'alem Yechelu. They will say regarding the Tzaddik that he is, regarding the Tzaddik, that he is good, and they will all consume the, the fruits of their handiwork. So that's the, the reasoning why they got punished. So there's two ways that the Rebbe is going to focus on is two things over here. First of all, we're going to focusing on the differences between the Rashi and the Rambam. The Rashi held that the punishment that they got was regarding, there was three. So the one about dividing in the, in the south, um, that was basically the same thing that they always got divided. You know, we the same according to Rashi and Rambam, even though there, we'll see that there was a diff, there was a, there was a difference, the Svara, like what the purpose of that punishment was, but Papel, they all agree that they, they got their stuff in the south. But there was an actual uh, visible difference what the, what the punishment was regarding the rings. According to Rashi, the punishment of the ring was that it was used for the Shechita, and the, the, the cubbies were used for the knives of the Shechita. Masha'in the Rambam, the ring was used for skinning the animals, and the cubbies were used for the Big Day Kuhunan. And the second difference is that this Pasuk that we mentioned, the Rashi doesn't have that gears in the Gemara. Rather, he brings in the Ramaskal, he says, how do we know? It's because it's a Kabakhaimer, you know, if it's by the Russia, so that Muruba Midataiva. The reason Muruba Midataiva, Midataiva is always much greater than something which is bad. So if, if it's Oil Rasha, Oil then for sure it will be good for the Tzadik, it would also be good for his Shachim. So these are the two differences between Rambam and Rashi. So the way how we're going to explain it is the same way that we've been explaining it until, until now. That according to Rashi, Rashi always looks at the he looks at the more pashta sadvarm and he looks at the the chitzoyniistic connection the, that that there is an obligation when you're neighbors to someone there's a certain type of social hanhaga that you need to be able to show to each other but it doesn't affect the person in a pneumistic way. Rashi according to the Rambam, but when you have two neighbors, it's not just a, there's certain social activities and social norms and certain ways how you're supposed to conduct each other and treat each other, but actually being next to uh, that person actually has a pneumistic effect. And this is a famous Rambam, this is a Hayluch Shitasai, that the Rambam says that a person is affected by who his friends and who his neighbors are. Therefore, he says, if you're close to good people, you know, obviously good, but if you're saying if you're next to people who are bad, you ought to distance yourself from them, because if you're close to uh, friends who are bad or neighbors who are bad, that will give you that bad tahuna also. So how does this play out? So according to Rashi, he looks at the the reason why the neighbors are, are getting punished is not because they did anything wrong or they are bad. According to Rambam, we're saying being next to a Russia 
that will also give you some some of the bad of the rest of you. you yourself will be changed that you will also have some of that riches with it in yourself but according to rashi it doesn't have that effect on you rather there's there are certain hanhagas, certain effects that neighbors have on each other so therefore according to rashi the reason why the whole mishmar got punished wasn't because they were bad it was just a masubiv it was an automatic type of of um effect since you had a neighbor which was bad that automatically has certain hanhagas, certain things will happen to you because of being close to that person even if you're not deserving so it's not a punishment that you're getting because you're bad it's just you're next to someone who does bad things you know let's say you're next to someone who's careless then your your, your field's also going to get in trouble if someone's lighting fires doing unsafe things you're you're also uh, you know, your, your, your field's also going to get damaged because of that. Not because you did anything wrong, it's just because they're next to you, therefore the effects of their lifestyle will have certain effects on you. Therefore, if we're seeing that according to Rashi, the main issue over here was, was really the girl herself. So for the punishments that, that, that they got was really connected to the girl, but as a musub of everyone else also was affected by the punishments that she got, that, she, that the punishments that she got wasn't just an effect on her, it went to the whole mishpah. So the punishments that she got are all relevant for a woman. Because we know a shechita is k'sher bazar, it's even k'sher benashim. So the first punishment that they got was the tabas. That the tabas, uh, the tabas was kuvu according to Rashi. That they weren't able to do the shechita, they had to use someone else's ring. So that fits, because a woman are able to do shechita, so it's really a kras on her. And the musubah, everybody else was affected. The purpose of the, when the kabis, we said, was for the knives. The knives of shechita. Again, this is something which is relevant to her. Rambam holds, though, that mitzad, the union of shechinus, that has an effect on the neighbors themselves, that they also get some of that rishos. So therefore, the punishment that was put on that smishmar wouldn't have just been on uh, Bil- uh, Miriam Basbilger herself, but it's on the whole mishmar. So therefore, the punishment that they got was only to Miriam herself. Therefore, it mentions the union of hatshek, uh, of the skinning, it also mentions the union of Big Day Kahuna, which of course the Big Day Kahuna have no uh, relationship to the Miriam Bas Bilga, wouldn't have any relationship to women because women are not able to bring their Karbanas, uh, and therefore wouldn't be able to, they're not allowed to wear the Big Day Kahuna. So therefore the punishments that, according to Ram that they're getting is actually punishments that have nothing to do with Miriam Bas Bilga herself, because he's trying to show and to express and to let us know that the punishment is Oyla Rasha, Oyla Shechenoi, is the Tzadda Rasha, the Tzadda Shachin itself, they themselves become somewhat rough. Based on this, we can also understand somewhat of a, of a difference that we see, even in the first punishment, regarding Chaluka Bazar. According to Rashi, that the punishment was really on the Naira herself, the Naira, a girl, is not allowed to have Lachma Pan. So this that they, it was divided in the South, was the Ica regarding the things that she was allowed to have. Like the iris hamusafin, like the skins that they use, the, the skin that they would peel off the musafin for those types of inyanim that they're allowed to have. So the punishment for the mishmar was because of her, because technically she could have got that. So she should have only got her division in the south. The whole mishmar got the division only in the south. Masha'in King, according to the Rambam, that the punishment was also mitzad the mishmar itself, even mitzad the zikhar, even mitzad the men, then this that they got it in the, the south was also relevant for the lachem upon it. So both Rashi and the Rambam hold that everything was done in the south. It says that it was, everything was divided in the south for the Mishmeris Bilga. But the Dafkamina is only the Inyan. That 
Mitzad Rashi, the reason why everything was divided in the south for them was really because of the Oris from Musafin, the parts that she was had a connection with. And because it was because of the Oris from Musafin, so they put everything into the south. But it was really only because of the Oris from Musafin. Masha'inkin, according to the Rambam, even the Lacham upon him and, and all the other things that were divided was done in the south because the whole Mishmar was being punished. So again, here we see this same concept. So the first time we've seen this concept of Shechenus was in Makim, in two pieces of land. Now we're seeing this Indian of, of um, Shechenus, we saw also in Zman, and now we're seeing this Indian of Shechenus also Benefesh, amongst people, how the relationship of one person to the next person actually, what type of effect that they have. According to Rashi, the effect is external. So by being next to someone, you will have some type of effect on them too. So over here, you did something wrong, you're getting punished. The punishments that you're having upon yourself will affect also your family. Mashenkin, uh, according to the Rambam, the, the, the effect is actually internal. You're affecting the people that they themselves get this type of rishus. So the punishment is even for them because they also have that rishus itself. And this finally explains the last dafkamina between Rashi and the Rambam and the Gemara. According to Rambam, he has the girsa of is that they say, they praise the tzaddik that he is good. And the Pasuk says, because the fruits of their deeds, plural, they will eat. What does it mean, their deeds? It's not just that they're saying the tzaddik is good and everybody enjoys the fruit that the tzaddik makes. No, it's prima lehem, they're eating their own fruit because, because of their connection to the tzaddik, they themselves become good people. So they say the tzaddik, they praise the tzaddik that he is good, and the good affects who they are. And therefore, prima lehem yachem. Mashenkein Rashi, that holds it's not a primistic connection. So any tzachar that they're getting from the tzaddik is mitzad the tzaddik. Oh, there's a good person here that brings blessing to the whole community. So therefore, Rashi doesn't bring the pasik, But he does have this Indian merubim the taiva. If for punishments, the punishment that one individual gets can affect the whole community. So when you have a tzaddik in the community, that could, of course, affect and protect the entire community in a much, much greater way.